we're just going to do a really general, just to start off, uh, just kind of a general overview of kind of what we're, what we're talking about tonight. So uh, let's start off with, I mean, a lot of this is going to focus on the Catawba River, right? So here's our picture from Google Maps of the Catawba River Basin. It starts out in the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains over uh, in the uh, uh, far western portion of the state, and it uh, flows for, it's 200 miles long in North Carolina, uh, 3,000 miles of stream, 60,000 acres of fresh water. Um, it flows, you can see there's a little better problem, maybe a little graphic of it that's maybe helpful, right? You can see it flows east and then it takes a sharp turn south. Uh, it ultimately becomes the Wateree River and then flows into the Congaree River. Um, and that's over in Lake Marion, that's down in South Carolina. So on this map here, it would be just about almost where the floor is. Um, there are, you can see on there, we've got Lake Norman, Mountain Island Lake, Lake Wiley. These are all, let's remember, these are all man-made lakes. There's 11 of them all together. Uh, made by uh, uh, Duke Energy to, uh, for uh, uses uh, for actually for hydroelectric power originally, um, and uh, so that's that's sort of what we're looking at here. I mean, that's our uh, our main source of water uh, out here in, in Charlotte. Um, a quick thing to remember: this is you might remember this from uh, from science class when you were uh, when you when you were little, right? This is our water cycle. I just think it's kind of important to keep in mind, right? There's basically there's I know it's more complicated than this. Uh, our panelists. Uh, but essentially what we're looking at here, right, you've got it rains, precipitation, it uh, hits the ground, and then it evaporates, it's evaporation, it turns into clouds again, condensation, right? But the point is that we're always using the same water, right? We don't create new water. Uh, it's, it's always the same stuff. It's the same stuff that the dinosaurs drank. So uh, I, I think that's kind of an important thing to keep in mind. Now, there's another man-made cycle that we kind of use uh, here in, uh, well, everywhere that we, that we drink water and use water. And uh, that's basically we have surface water. So if you see this little image here from, uh, from the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Utilities Department, um, I think this is for like a class science project, but uh, I think it, it works out kind of well. Basically what you're looking at is uh, you've got your surface water running down, uh, that's the Catawba River there, and you see those pink lines. Those are intake pipes where our three water treatment plants filter out the water so that we can drink it. Um, CMUD has, which is the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Utilities Department, they've got about a $350 million budget that we pay for out of our uh, water and sewer bill. Um, they process about 100 million gallons per day of drinking water for about 800,000 people. Uh, those blue lines on there are uh, about 4,000 miles worth of water pipes that flow throughout the county. Uh, and and you've got to remember, when they do them with their drinking water, uh, they are filtering and cleaning the water. They're adding chlorine to kill bacteria and uh, adding fluoride for our oral health. Now, the, the thing that also to remember uh, is that they're not killing everything in the water, right? What they're trying to hit is a federal drinking water standard. So that's basically how much stuff is okay to have in the water and still make it safe to drink. At the same time, our surface water, right, the, the, the river and our lakes and our streams and so forth, those have, have to hit federal surface water standards. So again, there's uh, certain levels, they're higher levels than what we drink, but certain levels of what's safe to be in. And I think that that's just sort of an important concept that, that you'll hear uh, our, our panelists talking about as we kind of go through this, which is that the question is, you know, what's, how do we keep it at a safe level, not how do we keep everything out of there. I mean, when you, when you look at kind of the policies that, that we have, um, which leads us to kind of our, our third part of this cycle, which is our wastewater. Again, for whatever reason, there's a lot of... Um, like hand-drawn illustrations of like complex water processes on the, uh, uh, the county data. 
Uh, and this is one of them. This is basically how our, how our wastewater treatment plants work. We got five of them throughout the county, five main ones. Uh, communities uh, use, in, particularly in the suburbs, will often have their own septic tanks or their own uh, on-site water treatment plants. Uh, but these are kind of how our, how our big ones work. But the most important thing beyond everything else is just you see at the top, that stuff going into the sewers, right? So that's uh, whether we're using them in our waste from our homes uh, or waste going into gutters and so forth. And then uh, at the end there, right, where does it end up? It ends up in our surface water with the fish, right? So that's, that's sort of the, the main important thing there. Um, there's also untreated wastewater, which is exactly what it sounds like. And uh, it can be stormwater from a factory. Uh, it can be uh, coming out of uh, Duke Energy's coal plants, which is something that we'll talk about tonight as well. Um, the, the way that those are governed, just so we're all kind of clear on it, they're, they're, they're governed by what are called National Pollutant Discharge Elimination System Permits, so NPDES permits, that little bit of lingo might come up tonight. And these little dots here, these are just the major uh, permits across the state. So these are uh, Charlotte's uh, wastewater treatment plants. Uh, these are uh, Duke Energy uh, coal plants, nuclear plants, things like that, factories and those kind of things that have, uh, and, and what happens is it's a national system, but these are things that are uh, regulated by our state agencies, right? So this is the Department of Energy and Natural Resources. One more acronym I'll throw at you, that's DENER. So if you hear DENER thrown around, that's our state agency. And uh, they are in charge of regulating these permits. The other part of this is, remember, that the way that that works, if it's untreated wastewater, essentially what that permit does is, or even if it's treated wastewater, it says there's a certain level here that's acceptable to go into the river. And we use our rivers as flushing systems. Um, you know, the surface water dilutes the bad wastewater. It's how water works across the country, across the world. And we can, you know, we can debate that. But I just want to kind of have that kind of frame in mind as we're, as we're, we're talking about here. And I, I kind of think of it like, you know, the concept is to get the right mix. And if you think about it, our cars, right? The exhaust coming out of our cars, that's poisonous. But we breathe it all the time in our atmosphere. And the question is, how do you make sure that our exhaust is not, you know, is not, is not too bad? Right? How do we keep it at the right level? Um, of course, that is one of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight. This here is a list of the Mecklenburg County Fish Advisories, which, uh, and I've, I've kind of covered up just so you guys can read them a little bit more easily, uh, what those advisories are just in Lake Norman, Mountain Island Lake, and Lake Wiley here. And these are just some of them. Uh, and, you know, you can see there's, there's you know, stuff getting into our fish that uh, uh, that means that you can't eat it all the time. Um, there's, there's various categories, but uh, generally the state classifies about 20% of the river as impaired in uh, acidity or in sea life. Uh, uh, Rick Gaskins from the Riverkeeper here, he'll tell you that 100% uh, of our rivers are impaired by mercury, uh, which is part of why we have... Uh, the, uh, the advisories in the first place. Um, the problems that we have, right, what are those? Well, we have, uh, syst you know, systems can overload. If it rains too hard and our wastewater treatment facilities can't handle it, the excess goes untreated into our waterways. You can have sewage spills from broken pipes. You can have illegal dumping. We've seen a rash of that recently. Um, and, of course, we have coal ash, which um, has pretty much consumed my life over the last couple of months here. Uh, but it's been in the public eye uh, since the Dan River spill in February. This here is a picture of the, uh, the basically the discharge point. A, a pipe burst uh, in, in, inside, a, underneath a Dan River coal plant, and uh, at least 30,000 tons of the ash uh, funneled into the pipe and out into this, and, and poured out into the river through the, this is the exit of the pipe. 
Uh, coal ash contains all kinds of uh, toxic heavy metals. It contains lead and arsenic and selenium and chromium and also, you know, copper and all those kind of things. But anything in a large enough dose, those in large enough doses are uh, toxic. Uh, the ash is stored in ponds next to our waterways. It's uh, been done that way for nearly a century across the United States. Um, and outside of a major spill, the other uh, issue that's kind of, that we're kind of dealing with here is that the ponds are made of earth and they leak. So they, uh, they, they leak into the groundwater, and uh, there's a series of lawsuits. I'm sure we'll get into this tonight. It's complicated, and I don't want to spend too much time on it right now. Uh, but there's a series of lawsuits involving environmental groups and involving the state agency uh, over what's the best way to deal with this ash. But the biggest threat, uh, I think, that, or at least the, uh, uh, well, we have here our panelists tonight, but certainly one of the biggest threats is uh, stormwater runoff, right? And uh, runoff is basically when water flows into our rivers from our ground. So you think about you're driving around, your oil spills uh, on the street, it rains. If that goes direct, if that doesn't go into a sewer, but it goes directly into the water, that's, uh, uh, that's, that's called runoff. And you can see on here another one of these illustrations, all different kinds of, uh, of, of runoff, whether it's, you know, uh, sediment and pesticides, uh, uh, animal waste, if it's uh, uh, construction projects, trash, all of those different kinds of things. So these are some of the threats that we're looking at here. Um, this is just a really broad overview, again, of kind of our whole system here, right, of the Catawba River and the way that we treat it and our water cycle. And these are all the things that we're going to be talking about tonight, the system, the threats, the quality, how do we keep it clean. Um, so with that, I'll turn it over to, to Lisa. Lisa.